lovers, it's Jessie Lou here, your host of Big Love Energy Podcast. It is episode five of season two. Today we are talking about love letters, reading between the lines. I've been working on a book for uh, quite a long time now. Um, I've talked about it plenty on my Instagram, but it's it's due to be released um, and launched this month at the end of November. So um, we're just going to take a sneak be- sneak peek into the new book and I'm going to read a selection of poems uh, that I've created through some of the really tough times of my life and some of the brightest. And it's yeah taken me many years to write and I've held off on sharing it um, many a times, but I think that I did that unknowingly because some of my best work has come in more recent times as I've sort of planted myself in this new chapter. So I'm really excited to share with you all. Um, but yeah, we're going to get straight into it. Hi guys, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you today, Monday, starting the week afresh. Um, This is another solo episode today. A lot of you have written saying that you quite like the solo episode, so we're going to give the people what what they want. Um, And yeah, thought today would be a good day to delve into the pages of my new book, uh, that launches at the end of this month. It has been a long time coming. Those long time followers would know um, that I've sneak peeked it probably 53 times <laughs> over the last seven years. Um, and it's looked a different, the covers looked different multiple times, but um, yeah, there's no time like the present. And I really feel ready now to share um, my story in poetic form um, and, and see, see if it, you know, resonates and helps people um so yeah, we're going to read into that today. I thought I'd do a little catch up of the week that was. Um, it's just really been all about moving. I'm finally in my new place, as a lot of you would have seen. Um, I'm still a little bit in that limbo all over the shop. Like, for example, I cannot find my hair straightener for the life of me. So <laughs> I've got things in boxes and um, half, yeah, half unpacked, half packed, but I'm sort of at that point where I'm like, this will do. I, I don't need a straightener. This is me now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. And yeah, just leading up to Christmas, it's always full on with um, beautiful gifts and prints to be to be created. So I'm in the thick of that. So it's a little, it's a lot right now, but um, I always enjoy our little weekly chats to sort of center. Um, so yeah, I thought I would start off by um, reading a little quote by one of my favorite poets. It Uh, he's English, William Wordsworth. Go figure, a poet whose surname's Wordsworth. That's pretty, um, yeah, that's pretty out there. But he wrote, fill your paper with the breathings of your heart. And for me, I discovered poetry when I was, I would say, like seven, eight. My father actually introduced me to my first poem. It was Banjo Patterson's The Man from Snowy River. Um, and I got to say that it stayed with me only because all the sort of moments in my life when I felt all the feelings, all the emotions and whether it was in my body and my head, but mainly my heart, I would always have this deep desire to put it on paper. Um, and I don't know, I suppose over the years I sort of squashed that down a bit because it just is not 
the norm thing to do, I suppose, just to be writing poetry left, right and centre. But, the you know, I came back to it, I suppose, at the start of this Louis Lux journey because it was always supposed to be my path, I suppose. And I remember, like, I even wrote a poem when Ben passed and I read it at his funeral. I read the poem to his his parents and they were like, we, we would love for you to read that at, at the funeral. And I don't even have any... You know, I don't, didn't keep it. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what it said. It was such a long time ago and I didn't keep the notes. Um, and, you know, I remember even when I really got into CrossFit at one point, we were part of this CrossFit group page on Facebook and I was so into CrossFit. I wrote a poem about CrossFit and shared it in that group. <laughs> so it's always been something that I've just like, done um and there's been many times in between whether it's writing in cards for friends and that sort of thing I've always felt drawn to expressing myself on paper in that way um it's always come quite natural to me but the first time I actually put it out there um on the Louis Lux page it was called Finding Louis back when I first started um I had already started selling prints because uh, I'd been brushing out prints for people on Instagram, like brushing out certain quotes that other people had written um, because I just thought it was just wild to me that anyone would want to buy my poetry. And then one day I, um, it was actually after Rafferty, Rafferty was born, um, I was breastfeeding him in the middle of the night and I was just, like I was just in this state of love in that love bubble that newborn bubble they talk about and I just put him back down and I just had this overwhelming urge to write um, a poem about my love for him and my my hopes for him and I remember the next day thinking oh I can't put that on my Instagram like people are gonna think I'm you know too out there or too like away with the fairies and it was just my own preconceived like conditioning of just being told that for so long just that not to be too big and not to speak up too much and how dare I have a stab at anything like that so I just yeah was really scared to even share that um when that happened and that that would have been yeah 2000 yeah 2015 um so yeah quite quite a while now um and I remember sitting on it for like a week and I went, you know what, I'm going to write it really beautifully, letter it out and just put it up on my socials and just see how it goes. Um, and I just had such an overwhelming response of other mums and other, you know, followers just reaching out going, oh my gosh, you just have such a way with words. You really wrote how I feel um, in my journey. And that to me, I was like, this is what it's about, right? This connection, this feeling like we're all in this together. And that feeling has never stopped. Every time I've put my work out there and whether it's just, you know, in a caption on Instagram or now the fact that it's included in so many of my prints that go out in the work that I do. And now this upcoming book, I just am so grateful that this has been where my life has led me that I'm able to help people with um, the words that I write and make them feel seen and loved and heard and together in this human experience and 
I never want to let that go. So um, I do feel that the more that I'm in the in the thick of, you know, it, normally when life's quite heavy is probably when I write um, my deepest stuff, go figure. But um, and But also when I'm super happy as well. I've written many a poem by the ocean looking at sunrises and sunsets and feeling really content. So I like to sort of go in um, with how I'm feeling and it my, my writing will always reflect the season I'm in as well. Um, so, yeah, on that I thought I would sh- start off um, the first poem that I read today out of the book is the first poem that I shared on Instagram and it was for Rafferty and it was called Dream Baby. So here we go. <laughs> I got my book here. <laughs> I've bookmarked these little pages so I can come across them. This is quite quite surreal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm at school reading an assignment or something? <laughs> I feel like a little kid. All right. My wish for you is to dream baby. Dream big, dream grand, dream far and wide. Use your head and your heart. Share with the world what's inside. Surround yourself with good people. Do not live in fear. At times when we are apart, Know that in my heart I keep you near. There will be tough times. They too shall pass. Remember to focus on the good, for this life goes by so fast. So live, learn, love, and above all dream of all the great things you can do, see, and be. Believe in yourself and you will achieve. Anything is possible. If you want it enough, you'll see. All of this I know for sure, as you were a dream come true for me. So my wish for you is to dream. For you are my dream, my dream baby. Mm, riff raff. And now he looks at me and calls me an esche <laughs> all these years on. But, yeah, that's that was a little insight into where I was at that time, just in that love bubble with little riff raff. And, yeah, went on to, yeah, um, release that poem and has a little m- matching onesie and there's been so many um, – people that have come back and said, you know, I, I've gifted that to a girlfriend at her baby shower or, or when they're meeting the baby and I get so many pictures of bubs in their dream baby onesie with that poem next to them and as you can imagine it's pretty full circle for me. It's it's pretty special um, knowing how hard I fought for that little guy and, and the joy he's brought me. Um, so from there I thought I would talk a little bit about, um, yeah, the – the ebbs and flows of of my writing journey. Um, I definitely once I once I opened that sort of floodgate, it really you couldn't stop me. I was writing constantly. I was sharing on my Instagram, and back then it wasn't there wasn't as many um, pages that were dedicated to poetry. Um, there wasn't. Um, like like it is now where there's so many like it's that real there's quotes left right and center and and I love it but for me personally I choose not to follow many other poets especially modern day poets because my biggest fear is definitely ever being you know you know they say that you you know if you consume it you can there's that chance that you could possibly 
um, almost take on other people's style and, and, and concepts. And so I've been really protective of that because I don't ever want to be put in that position where someone thinks that I would, I would, would want someone to do it to me. So I would never want anyone to think that that's something that I've done to them. But I, I figure that everyone has um, their own experiences and I write from my own personal experiences um, and the feelings that I feel and the hurt that I have had, had been through um, and the hope that I hold in my heart. So I feel like as long as I stay true to that and write about those experiences, I'll be okay. Um, so I suppose I, this next poem I want to I share with you is at a time when I was going through, it was 2019 and I was really feeling the pull to just flip things on its head. I really felt that I needed to reclaim myself back. And I kept on seeing dandelions everywhere. Um, and I went on this solo riding trip. I just sort of booked a trip one day, which was very unlike me. I'd never, I'd been on one girl's trip my entire sort of adult life. Um, and I went on this, I booked this trip down to Sydney. My friend was having a baby shower. So I was like, I'm going to book a little Airbnb. I'm going to go right. Um, and it was also a, a time that I was just like, I really need to really sit with myself and think how my future is going to look. Because at that point I knew that if I kept on going the way that I was, it wasn't going to end well. Um, so I went on this little solo riding trip and I was sitting in this beautiful leafy apartment, Airbnb, um, in, I'm going to butcher the pronouncement, pronunciation, pronouncement, pronunciation of this Balgawa. It's in Sydney. It's like in Manly, but it was this really quaint unit overlooking this leafy park. And anyway, I'd go for walks in the morning. Um, and I kept on seeing dandelions and like, I'd always see dandelions at like real prominent moments of my life where I sort of needed a sign. So I wrote this poem called Dandelion, go figure. Um, and it goes a little something like this. <laughs> um, Although it seems I've fallen apart, this is not the end. It is just the start. I surrender my path to the wind, trust the process, let love in. Floating high, dipping low, so the story of life goes. Finding peace wherever I land, here I'll grow, all part of the plan. Delicately strong, this will to survive. To believe in me is to keep hope alive. Dandelion. And, yeah, I shared that at that time and, yeah, it was sort of a bit of a an, an announcement to the world or myself really that I was ready for change and ready to trust the process and just like a dandelion that – um, seems like it's falling apart as you blow into it. It's actually replanning itself in a really beautiful way. Um, so yeah, that's that. Okay. So on to the next, um, to give you some insight as to how my brain works. I, <laughs> I got a really bad ear infection. It would have been oh, like 18 months ago. And, I was in I was in so much pain and I actually couldn't it actually paralyzed the side of my face that the earache was on it has a name I can't remember what it was but it was bad it was the most excruciating pain I've ever been in and I you know it was just me and the boys at the time um and I just felt so helpless because I was in so much pain and they I I I hated them seeing me like that um and 
the doctor was like, put me on all these meds and he's like, you've just got to rest. And I couldn't, I lost hearing in my ear and my half my face had like collapsed. And in that time of healing, it was, it was over like, I'd say eight days. Um, I just was reminded about how important it is when you are good and healthy to really be grateful for your body, your senses, um, and the ability to the, the just the most simple things. Um, so I wrote a poem, <laughs> as people do when they're sick, um, and yeah, it'll it'll hopefully give you a bit of insight as to how deeply I feel when um, when something like that rattles you a little bit. So it's called senses. I don't think I've shared this before anywhere. <laughs> I wish to immerse in life so deeply that if any of my senses were to leave, the the enchantment of their power be too strong to abandon my memory. May the colours of the rainbow and beyond and the many faces I have come to love be just a few of the indelible visions my sight never is able to let go of. May I feel the rhythm of a song so moving I never forget how to dance and the ballad of the ocean etched in my bones if my sound were to be taken away by chance. May I forever be wrapped up in the aromas of my baby's firstborn clothes, the scent of a rose I hope to always know in, if the intricate ability to smell were to somehow go. May I travel to far and foreign places or be lost in delight at my kitchen table with each bite of my favourite food if to taste I was suddenly no longer able. May the warmth of a hug, the sun on my face, the softness of a lover's lips be forever haunting and tantalizing me if touch was to ever depart my fingertips. So let me be, sensitive to it all, taking it all in, memory hard at work, as intense as it may be, to live a life grateful and insensibly love with it all is all that will ever make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> I like that one. It makes me feel okay for being a overfeeling weirdo that just loves life really a lot. <laughs> um, so now we're going to go into a time of my life where, yeah, I suppose this one is another, like you'll see in the book when it comes out that there are significant chapters. There's the old Jessie where she was just like, yep, I'm just finding my voice. I'm going to write about things that I just make me feel good and um, focusing on the good, even when, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, there was there hadn't been um, much to choose from. Um, I could have written a lot of dark things along the way and I just chose not to. I chose to focus on the good. Um, and then I got to a point where I, you know, I was like, I didn't, I don't need to, I don't need to hide my story. I don't, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm just speaking my truth um, and in doing that, it's allowing other people to realise their truth and deal with their own stories and in turn heal. So um, there was a definite period where I really found my voice about talking about my trauma of the abuse I'd been through um, and, yeah, I can't wait to share this book because it goes it in my own poetic way it, it talks about that journey um, and this is one of the poems that sort of touches on that somewhere between girl and woman her trust had turned to dust 
and she would spend the rest of her moments and captures of time protecting her heart and mind, hoping, waiting for some kind of sign that it was safe for her walls to fall. Short but sweet. It's taking all my might not to read every single poem in this book, but I'll leave you with that. Um, and now we're going to go to another time in my life, more recently. You know when I'm in love, when I start writing poetry, like the first week of meeting you and drop it on Instagram like it's nothing. I actually got in trouble for this because when I met my current partner, Hayden, um, yeah, the poet in me just wanted to sing it out aloud like I'm in love um, and I shared it on my Insta and he, even he was like, whoa. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's, you've nailed it. I feel the same way, but everyone's going to freak out. So I haven't shared it since, but I thought today is my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> um, and it's called Twin Flame. <clears throat> Finding you has made my beaten heart feel shatterproof. And I think not that the timing of it all be a mere coincidence, but magic. To be both on this side of healing, open to feeling, casually stealing glimpses of each other's knowing smiles. Without a word spoken, it all makes sense now. I love you, Hayden. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's Jessie Lou on fire just with emoji heart eyes. Um uh, yeah, like I said, I could I could go on. I've got the book in my hands and I'm so excited to um to share more with you. And I think when we do launch, we will have an event where we do more of a a full-on live reading of the book. Um, but for now, I think that's all that we're willing to share. Um, but hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight on the um just the yeah, the variation of what I cover, like, um, yeah, just touching on it, I suppose. There's hopefully something in there for everyone. Um, there's a bit of, you know, the dark times, but that's life. But with every poem that touches on that, I promise you it bounces back with love and hope and, um, yeah, my my take on it all. Um, so we're going to go into our segments. We've got love letters because we put up a question box as we do on the big love energy page and you beautifully sent through your questions. So I'll answer them now for you. Love letters. Okay. Who are your fave poets or fave piece of writing? I definitely love um, Maya Angelou, the OG, bless her soul. She, yeah, I remember reading, I had a poetry book of hers growing up and just reading her poetry, um, not even really knowing, yeah, just how much it was helping me. I think that's the beauty of poetry, like you find it when you need it and I needed a whole lot obviously growing up um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's why I'm such a positive, positive poly these days but, yeah, her writing made me feel deeply um, and and allowed me to, f you know, know that it was okay for me to feel the way that I felt 
um, deeply for so long and yeah, but I definitely had that tie to Banjo Patterson as well, the man from Snowy River. I read it now, the poem, and I'm like, oh, it's pretty, um, pretty advanced for for a seven year old to be reading. But I think yeah, just that familiarity and having it, um, shown to me at such a young age. And I suppose it's just that little connection that I have with my dad that I choose to hold on to. Um, and then um, yeah, like I said before modern day poets and there's none like I know there are so many talented poets out there doing their thing and um the more the better there's plenty out there for everyone but yeah I don't I don't go out seeking um yeah words from other people at this point in time there might be a point I'm in time where I'm like I actually want to delve into other people's works I'm more likely to listen to music at this point in my life um but yeah I just try and stay in my own lane um and it's the same with my artwork like I just don't really want to I just don't want to risk ever blurring those lines of of um creativity and being you know un un like unawaringly unawaringly (laughs) the writer (laughs) that's the second word I made up I I do what I want (laughs) Um, what's the word? Unwittingly. Unwittingly. Um, yeah, risk ever emulating someone else's work. Um, so yeah, I try and stay in my own lane as much as possible. Um, second question. This is off topic, but do you have any Christmas traditions? <laughs> Maybe it's because I put my Christmas tree up on the ground this week that this was asked, but I like it. I like this question. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> have any traditions. Look, Christmas growing up was always, I don't know if you guys are the same, but growing up in a household that was erratic and tumultuous, the the milestone days, it was like, condensed it's like you put so much pressure on we will be happy and get along together today and it just made things worse because yeah emotions are high and um things yeah you just you just literally set such a high precedent for the day and when they don't go to plan because they don't because your family doesn't function normally um it all comes crashing down so growing up Christmas day normally ended up not great um yeah and we didn't really have any traditions I remember you know doing the usual things as a kid the night before like prodding your presents and trying to guess what things were um we were normally invited to a friend's barbecue where we were always like three hours late for because that's just how my mum rolled um so yeah that's those memories of my Christmas traditions growing up. So yeah, I I do like to think that I've definitely more and more recent years being on my own with the kids, like tried to create our own feelings around Christmas. And I suppose I am hyper aware that I'm not going to recreate those feelings that I don't want them to feel like mum's down or whatever, because things haven't worked out how they originally thought they, I thought they would. Um, so yeah, just really try and be present on the day. We, I, I share custody and we always share um, the kids on Christmas Day, not together, but 
50-50, which that in itself is, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. But what I've learned in life is that sometimes things are just, is what it, like, it is what it is and you've got to make the most of the situation and a lot of people have it a lot more worse than we do. So um, I just really make sure that I'm present with my kids when I've got them um, on Christmas Day. And to be honest, I try and spread that love all year round. So, yeah, we'll always like literally it will be about good food, being together, um, enjoying the presents that we've got on the day and just enjoying that time together um, that we've got and just really expressing the love um, even more so than normally. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about as traditional as we get. Um, oh, we do Elfie, Elf on the Shelf, um, which is always a good time. Um, question number three, what made you start writing this book? Yeah, this book, yeah, I suppose it was just the next – as, as they piled up, um, I'd have sheets and sheets on my desk at home and I, I, the idea of releasing a book was far beyond, you know, in my self-worth journey. I was like never – it was – a it was that's why it's taken so long for me to release this. I felt like I've not been worthy to release a book. Who's going to read it? Um who who's going to read it and like judge um who's going to who's going to like shit on it <laughs> um but the more i've come into my own and and on this self love journey i'm like hell yeah i'm releasing a book and i don't care if no one reads it i don't care who it hurts or makes at least it makes them feel like there's nothing in here that um, is intentionally going to make if this is this is my my perspective of how I see life and I'll tell you I'm I'm a pretty positive person so everyone gets off really lightly <laughs> um, and I just I've gotten to a point where I just want to I know that this will land on the laps of women who probably have been in a space that I've been in that need words of strength from someone who's been through it. So I um I definitely in more recent years went, no, this book has to happen. And um yeah, I've just been tweaking it and and at first I was worried about, you know, do I just write about the dark? Do I just, you know, do I do different books that, you know, because I've been through so many chapters of my life, do I do all these different books that cover that sort of loss, grief angle? Do I do one about just love and hope? And then do I do one about, you know, girl power and women finding their feet? And then I went, no, I'm going to do it in one book. This will be the first book that I do. There's probably be more um, and there'll be significant chapters because that's how it's played out in my life. They've been definite, clear chapters um, and that makes sense in a book generally. So we're rolling with that and I'm so excited. Um, now we are going to do our words to live your week by. This episode has all been all about words. Um, and if you're listening, you probably don't mind um, the words. So this is a good thing. Um, I will finish with one last poem that sort of summarizes it all. Words to live your week by. 
All right, so this week's words to live your week by, I suppose you're not going to write a book (laughs) in this week, but I wanted to share some words. I think the moment I sort of, I wrote these down when I was like, I'm just going to write um, my story and hopefully that in turns gives you some strength to just go and do what you need and want to do to make you come alive um, so yeah this poem goes a little something like this the thing is I would rather stay up and fill these pages with all there is to express from those heavy years tired of going to bed buried in the dark a head a mess a heart suppressed a pillow soaked in tears So bright-eyed she sits for as long as she needs, a soul awakening with every letter, the night and her dreams no longer she fears. All right, lovers, I hope you loved that episode and I hope you're as excited as I am about the release of the book. If you do want to pre-order, the pre-orders are open now um, and you can I think you can get it via the link on the Big Love Energy podcast Insta page as well as the Louis Lux Insta and, of course, louislux.com. We'll put all the links in the show notes anyway. But, yeah, I am so excited and I, yeah, just can't wait to get it out there. But sending you love. Have an amazing week and I will speak to you next week. Bye. I don't want just anybody.